It's Wednesday, December 8th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the U.S. boycott of the Beijing Olympics, Biden's meeting with Putin over the Ukraine, the DOJ suing Texas, and New York City's vaccine mandate for all private employees. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. The Biden administration has announced that it will diplomatically boycott the 2022 Winter Olympics, which are taking place in Beijing, China. A diplomatic boycott means that the U.S. won't be sending any officials or representatives on behalf of the country. But Press Secretary Jen Psaki did say that the administration still supports any athletes that decide to participate. Uh, The Biden administration will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics and Paralympic Games, given the PRC's ongoing genocide and crimes against uh, humanity in Xinjiang and other human rights abuses. The athletes on Team USA have our full support. We will be behind them 100% as we cheer them on from home. We will not be contributing to the fanfare of the games. U.S. diplomatic or official representation would treat these games as business as usual in the face of the PRC's egregious human rights abuses and atrocities in Xinjiang, and we simply can't do that. As the President has told President Xi, standing up for human rights is in the DNA of Americans. Uh, We have a fundamental commitment to promoting human rights, and we feel strongly in our position, and we will continue to take actions to advance human rights in China and beyond. The human rights abuses that they're referring to here is a few things. First, the world has become aware of the detainment, and some are even calling it the genocide, of millions of Uyghur Muslims, as well as other minorities living within the country. Also, China's crackdown on protesters in Hong Kong, as well as the escalating tensions with Taiwan and Tibet. The U.S. says that this was a decision made independently, without coordinating with other countries. However, others have also expressed doubt over supporting the games and are considering similar boycotts. China has said that they will consider, quote, firm countermeasures to those refusing to participate, but it's not yet clear what that means. Yesterday, President Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin held a virtual meeting to discuss the rising tensions between Russia and Ukraine. Apparently, Russia has been increasing military presence on the Ukraine border, which is prompting many to believe that a possible invasion or attack could be imminent. The goal of the meeting was to de-escalate any potential plans. The U.S. has warned of possibly its strictest sanctions yet if Russia were to invade and is encouraging diplomatic approaches instead. But Russia is saying that no attack is planned and that the increase in military presence is purely a defensive move in response to Ukraine's growing military presence. Russia also accuses the U.S. of unnecessarily starting conflict. The two countries have a pretty deep history. Ukraine was a part of the Russian Empire for centuries before gaining independence when the USSR broke up in 1991. Since then, Ukraine has strengthened its relationship with the West, much to the disapproval of Russia. After a failed attempt to join forces with the European Union, Moscow responded by annexing Ukraine's Crimea Peninsula. They've also been accused of supporting a separatist insurgency within East Ukraine that's been responsible for years of violence. Russia denies this. A peace deal was signed in 2015, 
but it doesn't appear to have been very effective. The Department of Justice is suing Texas, claiming that recent redistricting maps are discriminating against minorities, particularly Latinos. Redistricting is when states reconsider the areas in which citizens vote and who they are able to vote for in terms of their state's representatives. Every 10 years, new census figures are released that reveal any changes in a state's population. And this is important because in Congress, the amount of representatives each state is assigned is determined on how many citizens they have. The higher that number, the more reps they get. This time around, Texas gained two seats thanks to its population increase. Well, apparently, this increase is thanks to mostly Latinos moving to the area. And what Texas is being accused of is moving around the districts so that the new minorities are spread out in terms of voting. In other words, you won't have a block of Latinos casting their votes in the same district, which would increase their chance of victory. The idea is to dilute their votes among white voters. The Department of Justice is saying that this violates the Voting Rights Act, which says that states can't redraw their maps to discriminate. Some Texas officials and law experts are saying that proving intent here could actually be kind of difficult, though. They say that the DOJ would need to prove that the Latinos they are supposedly discriminating against all tend to vote the same way, and that it would be the opposite of those redrawing the districts. So in other words, proving that they all vote Democrats, considering that most of Texas votes Republican. Why this would be hard to prove is that Latinos in Texas have actually started to lean Republican in recent years. So according to them, it wouldn't really make sense to try to shut them out if they aren't voting mostly Democrat anyway. This is the first case against a state since the Supreme Court removed a provision in the Voting Rights Act stating that the Justice Department first had to approve district changes. New York City has become the first U.S. city to announce COVID vaccination mandates for all employees, public or private. Previously, the city had enacted mandates for public employees and healthcare workers, but this is the first for private businesses. Mayor Bill de Blasio said more details will be revealed on December 15th, but that the new policy will go into effect on December 27th, where all in-person workers will need to be vaccinated without the option of regular testing. Other mandates for New York City include requirements that children ages 5 to 11 show proof of vaccination before partaking in indoor activities like restaurants, gyms, and entertainment venues, as well as to participate in other group settings like sports, band, and dance. Then on December 27th, anyone over the age of 12 is required to start showing proof as well. Mayor de Blasio says that with the spread of the Omicron variant and with the likelihood of big gatherings due to the holidays, that mandates are now the only option for protecting the public. Some small businesses in the city seem to support the move, while others are criticizing it, saying it adds more work and stress when they're still trying to recover from shutdowns, supply chain issues, and labor shortages. The day that the mandate goes into effect is December 27th, only in a couple days before Mayor de Blasio ends his term as mayor, and the office will move to mayor-elect Eric Adams. It's still unknown if Adams will decide to keep the mandates or not. Today is Wednesday, December 8th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, 
Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email, feedback at thenewsdiet.com.